Welcome. My name is Jesse and you are listening to The Wake Up Call. This show is about opening your eyes to how you've been living, bringing awareness to the standard you've been operating at, and helping you start living to your full potential. There are two ways I'll help you do this. One, by disciplining your mind, and two, by strengthening your body. It's time to take stock of your current performance and go to the next level. Let's do this. Guys, welcome back to a fresh episode of The Wake Up Call. This is episode 157. The topic of today's podcast is protein bars. Are they worth it? Should you consider implementing them and adding them to your nutrition and dietary regime, or are they just worth steering clear of? So that's the topic of discussion today, and you may find this information quite interesting. And the reason I say that is because a lot of the things that you see on supermarket shelves, you know, at your local Coles and Woolworths or Aldi, wherever the fuck you shop, or whether it's a supplement store that you happen to go into because you want to get jacked or you want to get shredded. A lot of this stuff is very clever, intelligent marketing. Okay. Everybody judges a book by its front cover. So it is very important to these supplement companies um, and corporations to make sure that their front cover looks fucking awesome, that it stands out. And this draws people in. It draws unknowing, unsuspecting consumers, you, me, the mass population, to their products so that they can make money. That's the way that they operate, okay? Some products are inherently better than others. Yes, I'm not here to bash all supplements, okay? I think some supplements are great, have been well-researched, are well uh, produced and constructed with the aim of being of high quality and high value. And there are other products and supplements on the market that are just full of shit, all right? And my hope is that with this episode, I can give you guys the information and the know-how to kind of tell the difference between what's good, what's, you know, a bit ordinary or average, you know, run of the run of the mill, kind of in the middle, and what's just worth, you know, avoiding like the plague. So uh, this episode, uh, it was actually requested by a former student of mine. She wanted to know, you know, protein bars or protein advertised snacks, you know, my thoughts on them. Are they any good? And what other alternatives are good to get more protein in your diet other than through meat? Okay, so if you want to increase your protein intake, if you want to build more muscle, if you want to recover faster, if you want to get leaner, you absolutely need to be eating protein. How much? General recommendation is 1.5 to 2 grams per kilo of your current body weight or of your goal body weight, I should say. So if you want to weigh 80 kilograms, all right, you need to be consuming 120 to 160 grams of protein each and every day. All right, that's a ballpark figure, 120 to 160. If you want a single figure to shoot for, 140 grams. It's smack bang in the middle of those two numbers that I just said. All right, meat is the best way to get protein. And I use the word best in the terms of it is the most efficient way for you to achieve that. What I'm talking about is protein. All right, we're talking lean chicken, we're talking beef, we're talking fish, we're talking, you know, things of that nature 
they have the highest percentage of protein per unit of food. Okay, so that's where we have to create a diet or a way of eating that revolves around A, first and foremost, what you like to eat. Because if you create a diet that you of foods that you don't like, you ain't going to follow it. And if you don't follow it, you ain't going to get any fucking results. So the first thing that your diet needs to consist of is foods you enjoy, foods that you will actually eat on a consistent basis. The second thing that should be fairly high on your list is where is the protein? Where are you getting your protein from? And it's not for me to tell you, you need to eat X, Y, and Z. You know the foods you like. You know your own dietary requirements or um, what's the word I'm chasing? Biases. So, you know, you may not like eating red meat. You may not like eating chicken. You may be a pescatarian. You may be a vegetarian. You might be a vegan. The goal is to decide what foods you like, what foods you tolerate, what foods that you will actually eat, and then identify how much of that food do I need to eat to get my daily protein requirement. Okay? Now, bringing this back to the topic at hand, most of the supplements and snacks that are on the market, they have protein plastered all over them in big, bold, bright letters. Protein, 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 high protein, low calorie, high protein, low carb, high protein, low fat, high protein, 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 protein. And it's just jammed down your fucking throat. And oftentimes, it's done in such a way that you actually believe it at face value. Oh, this protein, this this supplement, this bar that I'm holding, it must be high protein because the company says it is. When in reality, this little protein bar, it's not a protein bar. It has some protein in it, but there's actually another macronutrient that has more grams of it in the same quantity. What I mean by that is it has some protein in it, but it has even more carbs and or fats in it, or sometimes even fiber. So it's not a protein bar. It's a carbohydrate bar, or it's a fat bar, or it's a fiber bar. It's not a protein bar. So that's very important to distinguish as well. And if you are unsure of how to distinguish what the fuck is in your hand, whether it's a carbohydrate supplement, whether it's a fat supplement, whether it's a fiber supplement, or if it is in fact a protein supplement, this is the easiest thing you can do. Pretty much all products these days have a nutritional label, okay? So if you grab a protein bar, you pick it up, you find the nutritional label, flip it over and read it, all right? It's going to have two columns. One is per serving size. So that's generally the serving of what's in your hand, the actual weight of the bar, whatever they deem that to be. So that's one column. And the other column will be per 100 grams. Pretty much all products work in that way. They display their target serving size and per 100 grams. You need to look at the per 100 grams and identify what is the highest value. Is this protein protein bar, is it highest in protein? Is the highest value a carbohydrate? Is the highest number a fat? Or is the highest number actually something like a fiber? 
Then you, you correlate that to what it is. What's the value and what is the nutrient, okay? That will tell you what it is that you're actually consuming. You are most welcome for that vital information, by the way. I am happy to share it with you. But like, like I said earlier, a lot of these products and supplements have huge, I'm talking millions of dollars worth of advertising and product development that go into them, okay? And they know the right colors and they know the correct sequence and they know what font to put in and they know where to place it and they know how to copyright and all of these things that, you know, when you walk past this item on the shelf, it grabs your attention, it pulls you in and you think, oh, protein. So then you pick it up and you put it in your cart or you put it in your poly if you're in store and you purchase it and you eat it and then hopefully you will be a repeat customer and you will buy it again and again and again. That's the way that they want you to think. Now, what I'm trying to get across to you here is, and again, I'm not trying to bash every single supplement. I'll probably end up bashing a lot of them and a lot of these companies will dislike me for it, but I don't give a fuck. I'm just speaking the truth. And the reason that I'm doing that is because all of the information that I'm about to share with you is readily available on the internet. Okay, I'm going to repeat that. When it comes to buying a protein supplement or a protein bar, all of the information that you require to figure out whether it's a good supplement, a worthy investment, it's on the internet. The nutritional label is there, plain for you to see. It's just a matter of figuring out how to read it, how to decipher what the fuck is in your hand. Is it a protein supplement? Is it a carbohydrate supplement? Is it a fat supplement? Or is it a fiber supplement? All the information on that little label will tell you exactly what it is that's in your hands and whether it actually matches up to the label and the claims that they place upon it. Protein bar. Well, no, it's not a protein bar. It's a carbohydrate bar. Or no, it's not a protein bar. It's actually a fat bar with some protein in it. Or actually, this is a fiber supplement which happens to contain protein. All the information that you need about protein bars is on the packet. That's a big ticket item, establishing what it is that you're actually consuming or thinking of consuming. And this is not to mention the amount of fillers and the number of ingredients that go into these little bars to add texture or flavor or size to it. These are all critical components that these companies consider. Okay? highly processed, full of shitload of ingredients into a small packet. So it makes you think, oh, that's quite dense. That's got a lot of, that packs a punch. That's got a lot of flavor. And yeah, it packs a punch because it has so many fucking ingredients in it. And it's been squished down and processed and refined over and over again to create this highly palatable food, something that you just chew basically after a few bites. It's in your mouth, it's going down your stomach, you're, getting, you're starting to digest it without much work at all. All right? Now, to give you a real world and actual scenario, I'm going to share with you some feedback from a current student of mine. She sent me photos of some protein supplements and bars that she was taking because she wanted my opinion, an honest opinion and breakdown of what she was having, whether they were any good, 
whether they were kind of all right to have, yeah, nothing to write home about, or the, were they things that, hey, you're probably just avoiding. So below are my responses to these items. So I looked at them, I read the nutritional label, I looked at the calorie intake, I looked at the nutritional label and the ingredients list, and these are my findings. So this is verbatim, okay? Okay, so this is from uh, almost four months ago, three, four months ago. So from Jesse, that's me. It says, seems okay. High protein, low calorie, and only a handful of ingredients. That's product number one. Product number two from Jesse, average. Has moderate protein, some BCAAs, building blocks of protein, some electrolytes, but quite a few ingredients for what it is. The next one from Jesse. Meh. Has slow-release protein, casein, some fats and ingredients to thicken it and give it flavor. So that's the third product. And then the fourth was from Jesse at 11, 11 a.m. No bueno. 20-plus ingredients. Doesn't give you much in terms of any nutrition at 150 calories, to be honest. It's a fiber supplement, not a protein one, as fiber intake is higher. Not necessary. So that is, that is what you can start to do with an eyeball glance at this product and at the label. Is establish this product from this company is telling me this bar is a protein source or is a high protein item or is a protein supplement. You need to then verify whether that's the case or whether they're lying through their fucking teeth. The bottom line is that the best type of food or supplement, it needs to have a high amount of macro and micronutrients. So it needs to be nutrient dense. A lot of vitamins and minerals and nutrients per unit of food with a suitable calorie intake. This is very much dependent upon your goals. So the reason that I say suitable calorie intake is because the amount of calories you take on board is predicated on your goals. If you want to drop weight and lose fat, you want and need low calorie options. That's non-negotiable. If you want to gain weight and build muscle, then you want higher calorie options and foods and supplements and snacks. But the supplement industry is going to prey upon your insecurities and you not knowing whether or not what you're holding in your hand is what it says it is. Don't just read things and accept them at face value. Do some digging. Actually verify, and I say this to my students with, with regards to strength training, fact check your reps. So if you think you're squatting a certain way, let's take a fucking photo. Let's take a video. Let's watch it back and let's see if you agree with what it is that, or the picture that you think you're seeing in your own head. I've had this happen numerous times. In fact, I had, a, I had one of these moments just last week with a student. She's come on board to do some kettlebell lessons. She wants to improve her kettlebell swing. And I know this has nothing to do with supplements, but you'll understand what I mean in a moment. She wants to improve her kettlebell swing. She understands the validity and the benefit of doing 
an exercise such as the kettlebell swing, how you get so much bang for your buck, you develop power, you develop strength, you develop the posterior chain, hamstrings, glutes, works your core, works everything from tip to tail. But she knew her technique wasn't right. So anyway, we're in the middle of this session and I took a photo at the top part of her swing and I showed it to her after the set. And she looked at me, he's like, is that how I swing? I was like, yeah. And then I gave her some cueing. I gave her some coaching, some hands-on adjustment. And we did some troubleshooting drills. And then I took another photo and I showed it to her. And I was like, much better. And then she did a couple more sets. I gave her a little bit more feedback on just some things to concentrate on. Took another photo, showed her. And it's like, bang, it's improved again. So what it does is it starts to clean up and produce a higher definition picture in your head of what it is that you're actually doing. So while a supplement company or corporation says that this product has protein in it, that's exactly right. It has protein in it. It does not mean that it is a protein supplement or a protein dominant food that you're about to consume. All right. They pray. The supplement industry preys on you not knowing anything about what the fuck is in that product and what you eat. The supplement companies have millions of dollars at their disposal. They have great graphic designers, marketing experts, copywriters, and they put these bright colors, large fonts, and bold letters on their packaging to make you believe what they want you to believe. Buy our protein bar. And they get some jack dude who doesn't even fucking take that bar or eat that supplement to endorse it. They say it's a protein supplement, yet protein is the third highest ingredient or third highest macronutrient on the fucking list. So let's put the power back in your hands to decide, hey, I need more protein in my diet. This product or this bar says it is a protein supplement, yet carbohydrates is dominant. Protein is second or third. Why is there more fiber in this bar than protein? Hmm, that could be a red flag, couldn't it? So what I'm going to do, I have a list of two, four, six items that are in the, most likely the health food section of the supermarket. I use health food section. He's like, what? if that's a health food section, what are the other fucking, you know, 10, 12, 14 aisles at the supermarket? Unhealthy fucking foods? Again, marketing, very clever. Well-priced, highly priced things to make you believe that you're eating a quote-unquote healthy food. All right, first on the list, Uncle Toby's Protein Muesli Bars Double Chock 5-Pack. So five bars cost $6.70. Okay, these are the ingredients. I'm going to read this to you. So this is in the form of a muesli bar. All right, you ready? For one muesli bar, these are all of the ingredients. Uncle Toby's rolled oats, 28%. Soy protein crisps, 17%. Soy protein isolate, tapioca starch and salt. Wheat, 8%. Coconut, 3.6%. Cocoa, 2.6%. Sultanas, 1%. Skim milk powder. Glucose, dark choc compound, 7%. Vegetable fat, sugar, milk solids, cocoa, emulsifier, natural flavor, chicory root fiber, vegetable oil, sugar, hummock tint, modified starch, invert sugar, natural flavors, 
honey, emulsifier. All of that goes into one fucking bar. I don't even know how many fucking ingredients that is. All I know is it's a lot. Now let's have a look at the nutritional information. So I'm literally on the Woolworths website as I read this to you so I can get my facts as they're written on the, on the site. So today at the recording of this, it is the 7th of December, 2023. So on this item per 100 grams, we have 20 grams of protein, 12.9 grams of fat, 43.6 grams of carbohydrates. So more than double is carbohydrates. Think about that. They have protein in fucking bold in the center of their packaging. Uncle Toby's protein. Fuck me. It's not a fucking protein snack. It has some protein in it, don't get me wrong. But how on earth are they going to fucking sell that to you saying, hey, buy this fucking muesli bar. It's got 43.6 grams of carbs. 12.6 grams of that is sugar. And it's got 9.9 grams of fiber. That's right. Marketing at your fucking finest. So that's the first one. Next, we have Carmen's Double Dark Choc Protein Bar 10-Pack. So again, <laughs> I fucking laugh at this shit because people have no idea. And that's why I'm trying to spread the fucking word. Carmen's Real Food Made With Real Passion. And then directly under that says Protein. Here we go. Nutrition information. Okay. So the serving size is 40 grams. I'm not interested in that. I'm interested in the per 100 grams because that's going to tell me what has the highest fucking value. So per 100 grams, 28.0 grams is protein. 26.8 grams is fat and 30.2 grams is carbohydrates. Again, it goes carbs, then protein, and very closely followed by fat. All right. Here is the ingredients list. Dark choc compound, 30%. So it's got vegetable oil, sugar, milk protein, cocoa powder, emulsifier, soy lecithin, sunflower lecithin, peanuts, protein blend, soy protein crisps, so it's got isolated soy protein, tapioca starch, salt, glucose, golden syrup, soluble corn fiber, Belgian milk chocolate, milk powder, buckwheat, sunflower oil, cocoa powder, hummock tint, natural flavors, pink Himalayan salt. If I counted that correctly, that is 22 ingredients for a protein bar. Next, you may be listening to this and be like, oh, Jesse, this is boring as fucking batshit. Well, maybe, but if your body shape and your composition and the amount of fat and the amount of muscle you have isn't where it needs to be, you better learn to get fucking comfortable being uncomfortable and learning shit that you have no fucking idea about. So yeah, maybe it does mean you do some fucking homework and you get your pad and fucking paper out, your pen and your paper out, and you start doing some fucking maths. You figure out what's actually what. You figure out what you're putting in your body. 
Next, we have a 28 gram Go Bar, Choc Caramel Protein Bar. So it says, protein up, sugar down. Let's see if that's the case. Per 100 grams, 30 grams of protein, 11.11 .11 grams of fat, and 13.8 grams of carbs, and 12.2 grams of fiber. So this one, yes, this is a protein supplement. It is dominant, the highest value per 100 grams, and therefore per serving size, is protein. First one so far. Let's look at the ingredients. For a 55 gram bar, we have protein blend, whey protein concentrate, soy protein isolate, no added sugar milk chocolate, sweetener, cocoa solids, milk solids, emulsifiers, natural flavor, glycerin, soluble corn fiber, polydextrose syrup. So just quickly before I keep going is most things that end with ose, so dextrose, glucose, and so forth, they are some form of simple sugar. Caramel flavored paste, invert sugar, humectants, fruit puree, bulking, ag uh, bulking agent, polydextrose <coughs> sugar, vegetable oil, citrus fiber, colors, caramel 150A, titanium dioxide, no idea what that is, gelling agent, firming agent, natural flavor, protein crisps, soy protein, tapioca starch, salt, vegetable oil, natural flavoring, emulsifier, antioxidant, milk chocolate. So again, yes, you're getting 30 grams of uh, protein per 100 grams, but that's all of the ingredients that go into making it. Then we have, uh, I've known about this company for so many years. It's not a good thing or a bad thing. It's just I've known about them for a fucking lifetime almost. Musashi. We have a Musashi wafer protein bar, vanilla. And let's have a look at what the, and it's just in, I'm just looking at the uh, the actual wrapper. So it says Musashi and it's got this big wafer. It's like someone snapped the protein bar in half because it says protein wafer on it. Okay, ingredients. Protein, protein milk chocolate, malitol, cocoa butter milk, cocoa butter, milk solids, soy protein isolate, cocoa liquor, emulsifier, flavor, whey protein concentrate, vegetable fat, wheat flour, sugar, wheat starch, flavor. Okay, it just says flavor. Uh, emulsifier, skim milk powder, salt, caramel color, and a raising agent. Now, per 100 grams on the nutritional label, this is what we see. Protein, 27.7. Fat, 31 grams. And carbohydrates, 22.4. So that, my friend, is not a fucking protein supplement. It is a fat supplement with protein in it. So the highest value is fat at 31 grams per 100 and protein at 27.7 per 100. So is it semantics? Maybe, maybe not. But all I'm trying to do is paint the fucking picture in your head. It says in bold, protein wafer, when it should say fat wafer. But then who's going to buy a fat wafer? Nobody. And if I click the zoom button here, it says, so this is all it says on the front. Musashi, protein wafer. And then it says vanilla, 
11 grams protein, 2 grams BCAA, BCAA. So that's branch chain amino acids. They are literally the building blocks of protein. So it doesn't say anything about fat. It just tells you that this wafer bar, this, this protein wafer has got 11 grams in it. And it does, but it's got 12.4 grams of fat in it. As I mentioned, it's not a fucking protein supplement. It's a fat supplement. Is that what you want to buy? Do you want to buy a fat supplement? I don't know your goals. You do. But it's it's been marketed. It's been promoted as a protein supplement. When, in fact, as is illustrated in black and white on their nutritional label, it has more fat than protein. Next on the list, we have a greenback plant-based peanut butter protein bar. 50 grams. Ingredients. Peanuts, 26%. Dark chocolate, 18%. Cocoa solids, sugar, emulsifier, natural flavor. Oligofructose, again, there's an os, so that's a form of sugar. Dates, pea protein isolate, soy protein nuggets. Okay. Uh, cocoa butter, emulsifier, salt, antioxidant. So it's got some vitamin E in it. All right. Now we scroll down to the nutrition information and per 100 grams, these are the findings. 22 grams of protein, 24.3 grams of fat. I knew that from the get-go because of how many fucking peanuts were in it. And carbohydrates, 26.9 grams. So, and 16.2 grams of fiber. So it actually ranks as follows. In first place, carbohydrates. In second place, fats. And in third place, protein. When clearly labeled in white writing is protein bar. <laughs> you tell me. Does that sound like a fucking protein bar to you? Doesn't sound like a protein bar to me. It sounds like a carbohydrate bar that has heaps of fat and some protein in it. In that order. I don't care if these companies like me or not. I don't give a fuck. I don't get paid to do this. I do this shit off my own fucking back. I record it. I produce it. I put it on the internet. All on my own. If companies don't like it, I couldn't give a fuck. I'm trying to inform you, the listener. So you can make better decisions for yourself. Next, we have a West Protein... Uh, this is, I'll read it verbatim as it's listed, Quest Chocolate Chip Protein Cookie, 59 grams. Okay, this is from Cole's website because they have all the information uh, Woolworths does not. Okay, in a 59 gram cookie, we have the following ingredients. Chocolate flavored chips. So that contains chocolate liquor, sweeteners, erythrophil, stevial glycosides, whey protein isolate, cocoa butter, sodium caseinate, emulsifier, flavor enhancer, so sea salt, uh, butter, uh, protein blend, milk protein isolate, whey protein isolate, prebiotic fiber, so it's soluble corn fiber, palm oil, water, sweeteners, erythritol, stevial glycosides, uh, calcium caseinate, and I think it's just repeating on here. 
Oh, and it's got flavor enhancer, raising agent, and a thickener. Okay. Now we go per 100 grams. What do we see? Protein, 26 grams. Fat, 30 grams. Carbohydrate, 7 grams. Again, that's another fat supplement. Fat comes in first, protein comes in second. And again, marketing, very, very clever. Well done, sir, or whoever fucking designed it. Bravo, because they are actually writing on there per cookie. And the biggest thing is on there is it's got a, it's got a little icon that says 15 grams of protein, one gram of sugar, three grams of carbs. So they're talking about carbohydrates. So sugars are a form of carbohydrate. So they have cherry picked that there's a shitload more protein than carbs. But what they have neglected by choice, this is not an accident. This is a fucking purposeful, deliberate marketing ploy is that they have not put down that there is more fat than protein. And they don't have to. This is, this is the way marketing works. They highlight the shit they want to and they ignore the stuff that they don't want to. But all I'm trying to get to you, guys, is do your fucking due diligence. Learn to read the label. Ask yourself the fucking hard question. Is this worth it? Is this actually any good for me? And this feeds right into another thing you probably have no idea about either is how expensive these fucking things are. People talk about, you know, how eating, uh, air quotes, how eating healthy is so difficult and so expensive. It can be, yeah, I understand. If you don't know what foods to eat, if you don't understand portion sizes, if you don't understand meal preparation and how to store things and how to eat like a person, I'm trying to find the right way to describe this. How to eat like an adult who has goals and will stick to them. So what I mean by that is, you know, whenever you feel hungry, it doesn't mean you just go and buy something or you just go and fucking raid the pantry. It means, okay, I have these goals. I'm going to eat in accordance to these goals and I'm going to be consistent with that way of eating. That's what I'm talking about. Most people have no self-control. You know, they, they get an impulse or a little craving or a little, oh, I need something sweet and they just fucking, just fucking go mental. So you're in the shopping, you know, you're doing the grocery shopping or, you know, you go across to the deli or you just so happen to be in near a supermarket and you try to make the best choice. So what you do is you go and get that Quest bar and you think, oh, it's got protein. Yes, I'm doing the right thing. Well, you just had a shitload of fat and you've had some protein. Bravo. And here's the thing. The Quest bar that I mentioned cost $8.14 per 100 grams. So that is, let's extrapolate those numbers. $8.14 per 100 gram equals $81.4 per kilo. I'm going to repeat that because maybe the mic didn't drop loud enough for you to hear. A Quest Bar, if we extrapolate its true value to the kilo, which is where a lot of meats and seafoods and things like that are quantified by, let's do the same thing. Quest bar equals $81.4 per kilo. You know, I, I'm, a, I'm a lover of beef jerky. I love beef jerky, but I don't get it very often because it's quite expensive. 
but it's not expensive compared to this fucking quest bar per kilo, is it? Nope. So you're paying $80 per kilo, over $80 a kilo for what? A highly processed bar that contains almost 20 ingredients and 336 calories, most of which come from fat. Yep. It starts to fucking make you think, doesn't it? Hope so. Hope it's giving you a lot of food for fucking thought. And here's the thing. These companies are praying and hoping that you continue to be unaware. The more unaware and the more clueless you are, the better it is for them. Because they'll just keep slapping protein, low-carb or low-fat, or comparing protein to the macronutrient that they want to, which makes it look better in that light. And then you will happily get your fucking credit or debit card out, tap it, beep, eat it, and do it all over again. And you'll think, ah, oh, something's wrong with me. <laughs> Maybe something is wrong with you. Maybe you got something wrong upstairs. I don't know. You know yourself better than I do. But maybe these companies have a very good way of tapping into what you want the most. Hoping and praying on your insecurities that you think, I need this fucking bar. I need this supplement and I need to take it every day. The more I take it, the quicker I'll get results. When in fact, it may actually be pushing you a little bit further away from it. Yeah? So maybe I am being a Debbie Downer. Maybe I am being a fun crusher. I don't care. I'm here to tell you the fucking truth. Like, I don't, I don't get anything out of this. I, you know, I invest my time and energy and effort into, you know, putting all this together so you guys can pluck it into your fucking ears and then, bang, download the information straight into your brain. You're not doing hard work here. I'm doing it for you. But what I'm hoping to do is give you the information so then you can make better decisions. And with better decisions comes better outcomes, better results. And then you start to connect the dots. Ah, so that's why I can never get in a calorie deficit. Or, ah, that's why I'm never hitting my fucking protein target because it's actually not a protein supplement. My thoughts on supplements, snacks, and protein bars is that, honestly, most of them aren't worth it. I, I, my personal recommendation is that you eat three or four meals that fill you up and contain more nutrients and protein. If you do that, you'll get more or less calories, depending on your goals. You will feel fuller and you'll save money in the process rather than forking out you know, over $81 per kilo for Quest Bars. That's absurd. I think it is. And then comes the, uh, the rebuttal. But Jesse, what if I get hungry? Well, what, what if you do get hungry? You're telling me you can't go 30 minutes without having to fucking feed? Are you telling me you can't hang out of the fucking pantry for an hour before dinner rolls around? Are you telling me you don't have enough self-fucking control to put the fork down, put the fucking utensils away until dinner comes around? Is that what you're telling me? You have that little self-fucking control that you can't go without a little snack or pick-me-up to get you through the rest of the day. I think we've got bigger fish to fry then. What if I get hungry? What if I need a snack? Well, you've got a few different fucking options, don't you? Go without. Have you ever heard of it? Go without. You can go days without fucking food. Sure, you can go a few minutes or a few hours without it. 
Have a bit of self-control. Fuck. Jesus Christ. The number of times people tell me, oh, Jesse, I need something to get me through the afternoon. I'm having a little lull. I'm having a little dip. I'm having an afternoon crash. I need to pick me up. Well, have a piece of fruit. Drink some water. Oh, I don't feel like it. Well, fuck what you feel like. How about you do what you need to do? You know, at the end of the day, you're a grown-up. You can make an informed decision. Is it a want or is it a need? I need something to eat. No, you don't. You are capable of going days without food. And if you're carrying a spare tire or a pouch or an extra layer here on the front, uh, you can probably go further. You can probably go longer. You have excess energy. That's literally what it is. It's stored energy. Your nice little belly here is just stored up all the energy that you've tucked away. You've eaten in excess and you've just tucked away this energy for later. Um, if you don't eat, you will actually start tapping into that storage. So maybe that is hard to hear. Again, <laughs> fuck your feelings. I'm here to help you get results. You don't need a little afternoon pick-me-up. Start to be a grown-up and eat like a fucking adult. You don't need all these little snacks. I'll have breakfast and then I'll have a 10 a.m. little fucking snack or I'll have a little coffee with a side of chocolate or a muffin or a this or a that. Fucking Jesus. Do you want to build muscle? Do you want to lose fat? Then start eating like you want to do those things. But at the end of the day, I'm not, there to I'm not here to hold your hand. I'm here to give you information and then you do what you want with it. If you want to take the information and discard it, if you want it to go in one ear and out the other, that is completely your call. That's your choice, your decision. But what I would say is this. If you're interested in buying a protein supplement, a snack or a protein bar, is look at the following information on the nutritional label. There are columns and you need to learn how to read them. How many ingredients are there? General rule of thumb, the fewer ingredients, the better. How many calories are in there? Have a look. Per 100 grams and per serving size, how many calories? How much energy is in there? Because if your goal is fat loss, you want fewer calories. If your goal is muscle gain, you want more. How much protein is there? Irrespective of your goal, the more protein, the better. Okay? And what is the primary macronutrient? Is it carbohydrates? Is it protein? Is it fat or is it fiber? Per 100 grams, what is the highest value? Out of all of the things that you see, what is the highest per 100 grams? Because that is what it is. It's not always a protein supplement. What is it that you're consuming? Is it a protein bar? Is it a carbohydrate bar? Is it a fat bar? Or is it a fiber bar? You know, if it's a fiber bar, it'll sort you out and keep you regular, that's for sure. But those are the four things that I look at when deciding how worthwhile a product or a supplement is. How many ingredients are there? How many calories are there? How much protein is there? And what is the primary macronutrient? Those are the big four. If you establish those, you'll know pretty quickly, you know, all right, this has got 43 ingredients. Probably not the best choice. This has four ingredients. That's probably a really great choice. You know, the ones that I listed to you earlier had plus or minus 20 ingredients, all of them. I think except for maybe one that had maybe like 10. I don't know. But pick the fucking, pick it up in your hands, 
Or if you're on a computer or on your fucking mobile phone, your smartphone, we all have one of those attached to our fucking head. Pick it up. Do some research. And I'm not talking research on the fucking social medias. I'm talking get the fucking label. The companies, they have a due diligence. They have a requirement to actually tell you what is in the product. Read about it. Learn about it. Because it's the you're the person that's going to be sticking it in your mouth, and chewing it, and eating it, and what it's going to do to your body. So, you know, at the end of the day, those companies can market however the fuck they like. That's their task. That's their job. It is your job to understand whether or not you want to eat it. They've done their job. They've put all the information out there, and I've listed it for you. It's up to you to decide. Knowing what you know now, will you still eat it? Again, that's your call as a grown-up, as a human, as an adult. You get to decide. You now have a very clear and clean lens to look at these products through. Decide whether it is worth your time or whether you avoid it or whether it's worth maybe experimenting with. Hey, I tried it. I didn't like the taste. I didn't like how it made me feel. It made me feel sluggish. It tasted chalky. You know, it just didn't click. I didn't like that flavor, whatever it is. And yes, yeah, sometimes it is trial and error. And sometimes it's a lot of error to find the one product that is a good fit. Or sometimes it does mean trying a few things and saying, hey, this just isn't working for me. I'm putting all this money in. I'm not getting the results that I want from it. You know, I'm just going to go cold turkey. I'm just going to go without. Because like I said, as a grown-up, as an adult, you have that capacity to make hard decisions. You can do this. I believe in you. So. To wrap things up, guys, you know your goals. You know them better than I do. You know why you're trying to you know, get better, whether it's stronger, fitter, leaner, or a combination of those things. Use that information and the information on these products and protein bars and supplements to decide whether it's right for you or not. Is it worth your time and money? Or is it just worth steering clear from completely? So that's about everything I have to say about protein bars. The good, the bad, you know, the stuff that maybe you haven't thought about or didn't even consider because there's a lot of things that go into getting this product on the shelf at the supermarket or in a supplement store. It's not just, oh, this is the best one for me. No, no, they all have their pros and cons and it's not the company's job to make the best thing for you they make the best thing for them if it aligns with you and your goals terrific and if it doesn't hey it might be one of those ones where it's like yeah thanks but no thanks so that's protein bars and that's what i have to say about them um i hope you found it useful i hope it has opened your eyes to the wonderful world of marketing and you know, companies taking a ride of people because that's ultimately what they do. Like I said, they want to keep you uninformed. They want you to stay uneducated. But I'm going the other way. I want to educate you. I want you to know what you're consuming. And then you can cross-reference that with your goals and decipher, hey, this is a good fit or no, this is a bad fit. This just isn't going to work. Okay, so I've given you my advice. I've given you my thoughts. Um, and I've given you some alternatives as well. Maybe some you wanted to hear, maybe some you needed to hear. <laughs> but 
But I very much appreciate the suggestion again um, for this topic. I have a few topics and a few episodes coming up that I have in my show notes, which I'm excited to dive into because I'm in my head all day, every day. I have things that I enjoy reading and learning and listening about. And there's also questions and topics that perhaps I overlook or don't think about. So if you have any of those, uh, let me know. I would happily add them to my show notes. And if I have any credible information or thoughts on the matter, I will share them with you guys here on this podcast, The Wake Up Call. Guys, thanks for listening. I appreciate you listening. Uh, I didn't realize how long this one was going to go for. I had some show notes and they went a bit deeper than I intended, but I would rather give you guys too much information than not enough. So go forth, protein bars, to eat them or not to eat them. That's your call based them upon your goals and the factual information on that nutritional label. So go forth, stay strong, and keep getting after it, guys. If you loved the Wake Up Call, found it entertaining, or got some benefit out of listening, I would appreciate you helping me to spread the word. Please share it with a friend or on social media so that you can pay it forward and give someone else the opportunity to improve themselves like you just have. Thanks for listening. We'll see you soon for another episode.